Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Source Material Comics Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Starcher, and with me today, listen, I'm pulling back the curtain, Mark. Look out. Are you exposing me, Jesse Starcher? We are recording three shows in a row right now. So the next three shows you hear with Mark are going to be us working our way up to our favorite book out of these three. Three books you chose right here. One of your your books that you were like, okay, I bought this. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're like my wife. You have your own truth. That is not what happened. All right. Tell me. Tell me what happened. I grabbed a stack of comics that I have been that have been sitting on my shelf for like a year now that oh. I have not read because I was waiting. Actually, if you'll remember, I came to you last year and was like, hey, Jesse, what of these books would you want to talk about? I would like to get a couple of episodes in on source material over the course of a year. I understand right? you're social. Oh, yeah. I understand. I understand you're on, like, the comic fet life. You've got pictures of you half-naked reading comics. And oh. you get – and, like, the Evan Bevins and Ronnie Adams of the world and the Dean Comptons all come to you. And they're like, hey, baby, show me your co- show me your covers. <laughs> got a lot of those. <laughs> it is hard for me to get up in Jesse Starcher's schedule. So I said, I've got a stack of comics here. Which ones would you want to read? And you were like, let's do this one, this one, this one. And then we never did them. After being rejected, after being rejected, shut up, after being rejected by you, after being rejected by you, Jesse Starcher, because I'm not important to you anymore. You have all these other friends that you record with. You have your unspoken issues. They're okay. okay. Now that you have your own feed, and I knew this would happen, I knew that once you left me, abandoned Uh me, Uh that when you went out on your own and got your own feed, that was the end of me. Mm. So I had to to come back to you on bended knee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> say, Je- Jesse, do you remember when we were friends? Uh-huh. That's how I remember this going. And I was like, do we want to try this again? I have the same fucking stack here. The, of all the comics that I gave you a choice of, you're like, I want to do these three with you in particular. It was Slots by Dan Panosian. It was Bad Weekend by Ed Brubaker. You didn't do the other Brubaker. We dedicated an entire week to Brubaker. That's how we landed on Too Old to Die Young. And we're all still quite dealing with the trauma of that. Wait, he was involved in that again? Really? Yeah, he wrote it. Oh, my that was gosh. A, but that, it, that's that what, was that's that why was we the, watched it. Wow. I forgot all about that. Just because the reference stank that permeated throughout that whole show totally made me forget about the fact that Brubaker was involved. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, scene of the crime. That's one me and Ronnie, I think, did together. Okay. All right. 
All right. So this is what are uh, the slots? And then we have um, Bad Weekend. Bad Weekend. And then we're going to be talking The Fourth Man. Yes, by somebody in Makovsky. Okay. So we're working our way up there. Yep. So, okay. Dan Panosian, I've heard this name before. Uh, He's definitely got some history in comics. He's the creator, writer, and artist of slots. Pat Brousseau lettering. Ariel Basic Basich is assistant editor. Sean Makievich is editor. Okay. So the big the big name here is Dan Pinocian. This is his baby. This is he's creating this, he's writing it, he's drawing it as well. And this came out in Image from Image Comics, the Skybound imprint, back in October of 2017. So this is actually, I think, the oldest book we're talking of the three. I'll I'm gonna go ahead and read the synopsis. This was straight from imagecomics.com, and then we'll kind of jump into uh, the book itself. You can say this about the life of Stanley Dance. He did it his way. Unfortunately, His way never took getting old into account. Now the former boxer is on his last legs looking for redemption, but he'll settle for going down swinging. Roll the dice with superstar artist Dan Panosian as he creates a bold and breathtaking vision of Las Vegas where everything old can become new and superstition influences how the chips fall. Let me just ask you this first. You you pick this up. Is there a reason why you pick this off the shelf? A million years ago, I was at was with my kids at the comic book store. I'm just so utterly bored with Marvel and DC and superhero comics in general. But I like to read comic books, and you know me, I'm big into the the heist and the crime noir books. It's, it's amazing. I actually don't read more of this stuff in like traditional fiction. But um, I'm always looking for oddball comics, you know. So I like to scour the independent section, the non-Marvel, non-DC stuff, and see if there's a story that tickles my fancy. And with slots, I mean, if you look at like the back cover here. I read the kind of books for movies I would watch. Mm-hmm. And I would watch a movie about like on a down in his luck boxer doing one last score, you know, before he rides off into the sunset. When I posted it on good my review on Goodreads, I saw somebody's comment was like, why do they want us to cheer these piece of shit fathers? Because there's, <laughs> there's one in every story. Uh-huh. He, there's, uh, the, the, the main character is always a guy who left his family. Years later, he finds his son. This is the same thing with like term life. Years later, they'll find their kid as an adult. The kid hates them. You know, and it's a misadventure. They're trying to get back together again. They've screwed over somebody somewhere, you know, and they're, you know, and they're trying to make amends and get away scot-free before it all comes down on their head. I don't know why I like these stories. I don't know what that says about me in particular, but I do. I, uh, I enjoy them. You know, so I like a good, gritty, you know, down-on-his-luck crime story. And that's okay. what Slots was. When I was looking through all the different kinds of books that are out there, whether it's these superheroes or ninjas or this or that or horror, I like this genre. Okay, sure. If you're just saying, like, look at the cover, is this does this cover appeal to you? Yeah, there's a guy punching, there's a half-naked woman in slot machines. These are all things I enjoy. <laughs> I, I enjoy fighting, fucking, and gambling. Not, <laughs> not surprised. I not actually don't. I actually don't really enjoy gambling. I don't do it all that much. However, I do like Las Vegas. Oh, man, the stories that come out of there. Oh, just, my God. They don't have to be fiction. They're they not, sound like fiction. Sometimes, I mean, they're not quite true. new. They're not quite clothing optional resort stories. But, yeah, Vegas stories are always fun, too. <laughs> well, and this is a story that, as it's being told, it definitely fits in with that Vegas setting. Stanley Dance, who's this, you, you don't want to call him a retired boxer. He's a boxer who's just came back looking to... He just he's like starting to win fights again is the way they right, put it. Right. Right. Now the thing is is like the way this story starts is great. I mean, mm-hmm. Stanley is driving out to the desert and he digs up apparently it's been his plan all along 
he's going to go out to the desert after he runs out of keys yes. <laughs> in his glove glove compartment because he leaves his keys to make people think at diners that he's not going to dine and dash. So right. he just has like this glove anyway. So he's he's like, I made a promise to myself when I run out of keys and his glove compartment's empty, he was done. So he was going to go out and kill himself. He he brings that gun up and he, all of a sudden he gets this text and it's from a, a girl that he was in love with, Betsy. This is like in the first two or three pages mm -hmm. for Stanley Dance's character. He's hit a spot where he was just about to end all things. And then all of a sudden he gets this text. And he's, it's one of those things where it's like he knows it's fate. You know, he gets this text right before he's about to do this. And he's like, if, if I wouldn't have got this text, I'd be dead right now. Right. And that's when I think he makes the decision. Things are going to turn around because... You know, he would have been dead if he would have never got he would have been dead if he would have never got that text. And of course, he the rest of the story is him going back into Vegas to try to well, I don't want to say settle old scores, but try to make things right with some people. He's trying to make amends. He's got his uh, his estranged son by the name of Lucy. He named him Lucy. OK, Mark. so that's always that's always also a trope in these things. The kid always has a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> who is a um he's a you know i wouldn't say decent but he's an mma fighter he's a pretty tough dude um mm. you gotta be tough you've heard the song a boy named sue i have yes okay. and that is exactly right see i see i had it wrong look i get accused of always thinking that i'm right but i'm man enough to admit when i'm wrong and when my son was being born i should have named him mary <laughs> if i wanted him to grow up <laughs> If I wanted my son to grow up and be Brock Lesnar, I should have named him Mary Sue Rattledge. Oh, yes. Because then everyone was like, ooh, you're a Mary Sue. And he would just kick everyone in the balls. Yep. you. It toughens you up. It really would. Yes. And that's this mistake. I mean, I was trying to go with like Brock or Tank or Logan. Should have called him Cheryl. <laughs> Tank. Oh, man. So Stanley, yeah, he decides to go back. He gets the text from Betsy to help her out. The the other setting uh, in within Vegas here is the piggy bank. And the plot of this story is, is that the piggy bank is owned by Betsy. She has a daughter by the name of Mercy, who is this hot, hot, burlesque dancer that everybody's got to see this show. So much so that an old friend, now mortal enemy, <laughs> I would say, of uh, Stanley, a guy by the name of Les, who owns a casino, wants Mercy to come over and be like the focal point of his show in Vegas so that he could start raking in the money. But the thing is, he's got to try and lure her from Betsy, who, of course, like I said, is involved somewhat definitely in the past with Stanley. Now, Stanley comes back in. Uh, Betsy's like, hey, you need to help me. I don't want Mercy leaving. I don't want her leaving the piggy bank. And you need to help me with the piggy bank if you can. She's uh, he's like, OK, sure. The plan he comes up with is he's going to get back into boxing. The fix is in, Mark Radlich. Am I right here? Like there are definitely some shady goings on. He's going to throw the fight is what's going to happen. He's telling everyone, listen, I'm, they set me up with more or less a can. I don't know if it was like a total can, you know, just a total um, jabroni, but definitely somebody that they thought it's kind of like Rocky three where Mickey's picking guys that they're not bums, but they're guys Rocky can easily beat so he can hang on to the title longer. They're not real challenges. And that's who they matched him up against. He's going to throw, so the odds are in his favor. He's going to throw the fight. So anyone that bets against him is going to win a mint. And that, and he basically says, I'm going to throw this fight. You're going to bet against me. You're going to win a lot of money. With that money, you're going to leave these women alone and leave the piggy bank alone. And we're all going to be happy this way. That's his right. plan. That's his plan. And it, of course, He's making this deal, uh, this bet with Lest. And of course, Les hates his guts. Now, there's a reason for that. I went down through most of the characters here. I want to go ahead and throw some of the other characters out here that 
uh, kind of matter to the story. There's a guy by the name of Gregor, Gregor, oh, Gregor, Gregorino, I'm going to call him, uh, I think is his <laughs> Gregorino, I believe. Anyway, he's kind of like got this, uh, he knows Stanley from the past. He's got kind of like this psychic gift, which is pretty interesting. And it, Stanley kind of talks to him throughout this book. I didn't realize that there was that supernatural element to this book until I read it the second time. But, you know, I thought this guy was just a huckster, but apparently he does have a bit of a psychic gift where he's telling people who's going to win. And Stanley kind of trusts him. And mm -hmm. so Gre Gregorino is a part of this book. There is Cindy. Now, Cindy is Les's wife who had an affair with Stan. So now you can see why Les does not like Stan. But to add to that, Stan and Cindy were out on a rendezvous one night. She ODs. Yep. And Stan, of course, wipes the place. He doesn't want to be found, number one, because of what, what, it, what it would look like for his friend. And, of course, he would be involved in, you know, whatever investigation. So for, he makes a decision, wipes the place down. Of course, Les knows better. He, can, he starts putting the pieces together. So that's also another reason why Les hates Stan. All the more reason why when Stanley approaches him with this idea so he could get his money and leave Betsy and Mercy alone... Les is like, nah, I'm <laughs> not screwing. Nah, nah brah, nah. <laughs> uh, uh, this is not going to happen. And proceeds to beat the crap out of Stan the night before the fight. So Stanley loses the fight. Les makes his money. But it turns out Les is a little bit, we'll just say he hasn't paid his insurance. He has not paid the insurance bill. And while Stanley is on the mat after the fight, after he gets yeah, whipped, he hasn't got the money for the mortgage on the farm. He does not. He Stanley finally has another revelation. He's like, no, you know what? We're going to get this money and <laughs> proceeds to flood Les's casino. Yeah. And that causes some problems, especially after Les finds out he goes and shoots Stanley. Stanley is laying in the hospital late. And it turns out he was juiced for the fight. The Athletic board finds out about it and they void all the bets. So all this money that uh, Les put on Stan to to lose the fight, he ends up losing all that money plus the insurance and Les is in jail after that. I have my favorite moments of this story. We're working our way up from least favorite to most favorite uh, as we go through these three that we're talking. If we were just talking about this as an isolated book instead of like one of three in, in the same genre of like a similar ilk, um, I would have told you it's fine. It's it's nothing special. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. And boy, is that a common thing with me in comics? Like, oh, I expected so much more. I would tell you, I mean, like it was a fun read. I always, you know me, I'm 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 always like a film and TV person. I could see all the books that we read. I could see somebody adapting, not for like a traditional theater exhibition. This is the, the these are all three streaming movie or streaming TV shows. The, these these were like properly made for Netflix. Agreed, but. Again, I brought up Term Life, which is the I did that for a Superblog team up with Evan Bevins when we talked about Image Comics, of which this is an Image comic. Right. And it, and it very much fits into that archetype that I was telling you before. It fits into the, you know, it's very tropey. It fits into that structure. It, it's, it's a solid five. You know what I mean? We talk about not everything has to be a one or a ten. It's almost what makes these reviews a little hard to do because we, tr we try to dig in and find stuff to talk about and do analysis, but some things don't necessarily warrant discussion. They just exist. So as I look through slots, things I can say about it, I mean, it's it's kind of typical, especially for indie comics. It's typical indie comic art. It's it's a little stylized. These They look like people, but they don't look, you know, but they're not, it's not photorealistic. Like we're going to talk about with the fourth man. If I if I if I could sum this up, it's a pulp story. We talk about pulp fiction, pulp that whole pulp fiction, that whole structure that Quentin Tarantino was playing with comes from reading pulp 
crime novels. This hmm. is a pulp crime comic. It's neither bad. It's not. It's not fantastic. It is solidly okay. Okay. I think the stuff that sticks out to me in the book is Stan becoming a changed man. I mean, mm-hmm. that's clearly, you know, just like you said, he's he's back in town. He's looking to redeem himself. He even says at the beginning, he's like, I've been an asshole my whole life. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Please let me do this. I mean, it's not okay. the wire, but it's not the wire. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's not me reading quotes from Slim Charles. But <laughs> so I've been hanging out with my wife a little bit more and but we're doing our own things, you know, she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing, but we're doing them together. We're, we're that's how we're trying to spend our time. And, you know, instead of forcing the other one to do something they don't want to do, we're doing what we want to do, but we're doing it within close proximity of each other. And I stopped her from what she was doing. And I had, cause I had to read this to her because I was like, you know what? I, 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 this, this, this passage speaks to me, Jesse, you ever open something and just like, Oh, this, this, this touches my soul. This speaks to me. This is my truth. I've been this there. Is, this is my truth. I made a deal with myself. <clears throat> I'd know. It was time to quit things when all the keys were gone. It would mean I've used up all my luck. Luck is really the only thing that's held me together. Without it, well, I can't live without it. Turns out, I'm a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. My family and friends, I've used them up too. Assholes tend to do that. That is a ghost of Christmas future fucking quote <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Change your ways or you're going to die lonely in a desert. Right. I don't know who out there has made revelations like this uh, about their own life. I'm sure there's quite a few people that have realized, damn, if I would have treated people a little bit better, if I would have mm-hmm. done things a little bit differently and acted a little bit differently, I would have had a lot more to hold on to. Listen, uh, there are there are two saints that you need to pray to, and they give good advice. One is St. Spike Lee, who says, always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But also St. Wesley Snipes from White Men Can't Jump. He says, always listen to the woman. Mm. <laughs> okay. If you if you follow those two pieces of advice, you'll annoy a lot less people, and you'll be <laughs> and you won't be lonely with a handgun in your hand in the desert, figuring out what your next move is going to be. This whole story, Stanley starts out; he's about ready to kill himself. Just by chance, he gets a text, and then at another point, once he gets that, it changes his it changes his outlook on things. He's like, "Well, hey, I'm going back. I could do things better if I'm heading yeah. back into town." But he ends up again at one point thinking that. It's all over for me. Even in the story, he goes back out to grab the gun and he's going to shoot himself again until he comes up with another plan. Vegas is such a great setting for this because there's a lot Mm -hmm. of like luck based superstition that's going on in this story. I think he has like this dirty old rag. He goes and when he's playing slots, he's like shining up the machine with the dirty old rag and then he wins. He's winning money. A lot of superstition there. It's good. I, I. I mean, I enjoyed myself here. There's a, like I said, there's a few other things that stand out to me. We talked about Stan and his relationship with his son, Lucy, which is definitely rocky at the very best. There's a point in the story where Stan is getting his ass handed to him by a couple thugs that Les has hired, along with Les, who's holding him up to get his ass beat. Can I live in the universe where you can just punch someone dead up in the face and not get arrested? (laughs) Right. Like, every time we read one of these... There's always some like young tough buck, you know, and, and they introduce some slimy character. It's usually the mom's boyfriend. It's so trophy. It's usually the mom's boyfriend. And he says something slick and Sonny Boy punches him dead up in his shit. And the next page isn't him being hauled off to the post. <laughs> well, to I, be I, and fair, in real life and in real life, that is exactly what would happen if that. Well, yeah, for sure. But if that biker called the police because he got punched by a boy named Lucy, He's not living that down. <laughs> See, you don't work in correction. He's okay. absolutely going. The, he is absolutely going the police and his tough guy demeanor out the window. Oh, he hit 
me. Oh. You would know better than I would. I can <laughs> oh my God, the that. whiny bitches we have to deal with. But here's the problem. He'd call the police and he'd get arrested. Like, sir, you clearly <laughs> yeah. damaged that man's fist with your nose. <laughs> and then he'd be in my chair going, I shouldn't even be here right now. I didn't do anything. All right. I, I got one more question for you here about slots. I want to know, has any MMA fighter won by a suplex? Yes. Okay. All right. So there have definitely been people who, so you can't just dump a guy on his head, but people have like, and people have done suplexes in MMA and dump guys on their head and knock them to clear the fuck out. Okay. Well, I was going to say Lucy is able to win a match in like 24 seconds mm -hmm. by a suplex. I mean, look, Rampage used to win matches with power bombs. No shit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Go, go, go to, go, go to YouTube right now. Let's go. <laughs> go to YouTube and look up Rampage KO Powerbomb. There's quite a few. Oh boy. Well, okay then. That makes sense. I just, you know, I, I thought MMA, that seems ground and pound stuff, you know, and then he's mm -hmm. putting a suplex on a dude and winning it in 24 seconds. Seems unlikely, but apparently it's a, it, it can happen uh okay final thoughts on slots here like i said you know i enjoyed it i had a good time i, I think that there is uh, some fun character development in stanley dance who is the perfectly, asshole at the beginning of this perfectly pulpy comic i agree i agree all right so this debuts if you keep to the schedule january 23rd you and i will actually be recording that night we'll be looking at doom patrol season four i believe and then the next night we'll be reviewing glass onion the knives out sequel and then on Thursday, during the day, Alexis and I will be finishing up our run of Resident Alien. Uh, we're pushing Generation Kill back to the 26th. That's what we're doing that week. Right. What else is going on? Anything else during I'm that not week? Talk I'm not talking about anything else. He's done talking. Done <laughs> talking. I feel like I've talked enough. I'm done talking now. All right. So, yeah, you talked about slots airing the 23rd. Uh, yeah, next week, look out for the Pizza Hut comics, where Dean, Derry, and myself discuss Pizza Hut comics. That's right. Did you did you guys go off on a tangent about something else? Uh, believe it or not, that happens quite a bit sometimes with those guys. They <laughs> oh, can... I see you did schedule this out. I see the next, I see Bad Weekend next. Yeah, I was going to say Bad Weekend, I think I have listed for the 20th. Um, yeah. Of February. That's our plugs. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to go give the Rattlech and Broadcasting Network a like and subscribe on YouTube to the W2M Net feed and also on any podcatcher that's out there. Should be able to find all of the great shows that are involved with W2M and the Rattlech and Broadcasting Network. And of course, the source material comics feed. If you're listening to this through that feed, you should be able to hear me and Mark talking on a lot of comics in the archive. So we're out of here. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. All of this would not be possible without W2Mnet.com, so make sure to seek them out for more podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to share, and we look forward to entertaining you again soon. You're going out with a fucking bang here. <laughs> not going to be my favorite last day of it. Why did you save but, it to the last day? That's something my mom would ask me. I feel like it's a legitimate question. I feel like you're probably correct. Are you about to legitimate tell them how, how my sausage is made? Are you about to show them where I piss from? Don't do it, Jesse. Don't do it. Uh, it's happening. We are hard at it. We're going to have three <laughs> good shows. The sausage is made I'll, and hard. I'll, I'll bet. Yeah, it is, buddy. Woo! You have your show out. back now. Now that I'm correcting your personal truth. I, I appreciate that. I'm glad you're here to fact check me. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, he hasn't been on too many shows. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm right. not bitter about it at all. <laughs>
we're gonna get this money. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get this money. Well, the right thing to do. Always do the right thing, Jesse. Always. That's right. That's right. Always right. do the right. That's right. Always do the right thing. <laughs> Sexy things might be happening, and I'll be stuck talking to you about Generation Kill. <laughs> I don't know when you're gonna air these other two. You might never air them because you fucking hate me and you like oh, record yeah. with other people. Uh, Let's let's spend two hours on YouTube, and I'm just gonna bury these two podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out I'm a bit of an asshole. Turns out, contrary to popular opinion, I'm a bit of an asshole. All night long. Long. All night. All night. You know what? You know what? The the thing I look forward to about recording with you is that I know that with me, you're gonna have so much to gag on, like more gag reel than there is review. You should just not title these like source material. It's just like ADHD cast. Well, we still have two more books to talk about, so technically he's not wrong. We've only done one. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Source material bonus content. What are you still doing here? Oh, you've stuck around to find out why this podcast. It's 40-some minutes long. Well, you've listened to the episode proper. Now you get a little glimpse into what it's like when Mark and I hop on a bunny trail and stay on it for a lot longer than necessary. Mark and I got sidetracked trying to find some evidence of a TV movie that he referenced. I did not want this to fall to the wayside on the cutting room floor. So for the next 20 minutes... You can stick around and listen to Mark and I try to find evidence of a scene that he believed took place in the 1983 TV movie, No Big Deal. If you want to duck out now, no problem. This has nothing to do with slots. But if you want to possibly be entertained by the ramblings of two middle-aged men, then please carry on. Oh my gosh. We, it's so funny. You're talking about a cop getting something, you know, looking at that and getting it completely wrong. Last yeah. night we were, wa- we were at the game and... One of Caleb's teammates like straight up shoulder checks this kid. And <laughs> usually in fucking basketball, you're going to call a charge. Right. And the fucking ref is like and blows the whistle and calls it on the guy that gets laid out. And the coach. Oh, it was hilarious. The coach is like, he shoulder checked the guy. What are you talking about? Yelling and screaming at him. And we get in the car and Caleb's like, I was kind of with the other coach on that one. <laughs> He totally, my teammate definitely charged that guy. I mean, and everybody saw it. I mean, that guy just laid into him. Oh, it was funny. But anyway. What's hilarious about that is like you, is how you, you're so totally caught between a moral rock and a hard place. Oh yeah. Where you're like, well, the right thing to do, always do the right thing, Jesse. Always. That's right. That's right. Always do the right. That's right. Always do the right thing. The right thing is like, no, he totally did. I, I understand this works against us and this is a competitive sport, but he he did wrong and should be punished. If you actually do that, the rest of your teammate will fucking slock you. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're getting you're getting soap in a, you're getting soap in a sock is what's going to happen to you. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like I the right thing is be like, no, he should be punished for for the infraction. But what everyone's going to do is the wrong thing, which is it's fine, I guess. Let's just you, keep playing. Well, you have the added, 
as they cart the poor kid out of the, you know, like no big deal. You know, when he fucking, remember no big deal? They're playing dodgeball in the, in the juvenile correction setting. And the guy like fakes, like pump fakes, uh, throwing the ball at him. And the kid jumps head first into a pole. Oh my breaks God. his own face. Oh, it's great. That the added the other added element to that is like, do you argue with the ref? Like the ref called it. He's the authority figure here. Right. Your coach, you know? your coach should totally be like, you need to punish my child. You need to punish <laughs> yeah. him. Not happening. <laughs> no. Not happening at all. No, the coaches coaches just sitting there quietly, like, eh, it ain't easy. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I might have I might have the root move. Oh no. Okay. It, no big deal is uh, is about the kid from Inner Juvenile Hall. Okay, I'm gonna I say have... I'm I, I gotta find you that scene of the kid playing dodgeball at the end. Is this a movie? Yeah, No Big Deal is a 1983 TV movie. Jesse, I'm old. 1980. <laughs> I've got who stars in it? Anybody we know? Lots of people we know, bro. Never heard of this. You've never heard of No Big Deal? Did you watch I, TV in the 80s? I sort of did. I'm okay. pulling it up right now just to take yeah. a look. A school takes on a troublesome boy from juvenile hall in order to help try to settle him back into normal life. But everything seems to be mounted against him, including a drunken mother. Oh, and, well, that's sad. Yeah. And it stars Kevin Dillon, Rex Robbins, Chris Garten, Mary Jo Negro, uh, Jane Krakowski. Wow, Jane Krakowski's in this? Holy shit. She was on um, 30 Rock, I believe. TV movie. Well, there was a TV series, but that is not what you're talking about. All right, now I want to see the scene. I'm going to totally derail your podcast and ruin your Christmas. Well, here's the thing. Uh, we need if we can find the scene, it'll make its way into the podcast. Okay, hang on, oh. hang on. No, no big deal. Movie dodgeball scene. Dodgeball. No. <sighs> God damn it. No. Nineteen eighty-three. I hope I have the movie right. This whole conversation's fucking. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, you put dodgeball, and all that comes up is the dodgeball movie. Right. Um. How about this? No big deal. Movie scene. No. <laughs> now I'm getting fucking hangover and shit. God damn it. Um, I can't find anything other than fucking dodgeball. TV movie dodgeball scene. Bro, pole? We'll just put pole. Let's see. What we get with that. Uh, Boy, I'm glad you're going to edit this later. This yeah. is fucking just totally it's kill all, the podcast. It's all good. <laughs> Shut up, Melissa. Swirl. No one's correcting you. I don't understand. Is there anything on... All right, I'm looking at no big deal end scene. I need to go uh, to YouTube and just type in no big deal. TV I'm going to YouTube too. Movie 1983. There's the trailer. Yep. There's the trailer. Where did so how did this in, ingrain itself into your brain? Yes. Do you remember it like this? Yes. Like I don't remember much else about that movie, but fuck, I remember the do- I remember that dodgeball scene because he fucking nails himself. Like like the kids getting basically getting bullied this whole time, and this is how he gets them back. And this other kid just breaks his face, and they have to like cart him off. And so I remember when I was in school. Um, let's just watch the, let's just watch the trailer for no big deal. You ready? Yeah, I'm actually in the middle of it, but yes, let's uh, let's do that. Okay. So when I was in um when I was in uh high school um. When I was in high school, we were playing softball in gym and I was there was a plate at home and I could swear I remembered in baseball that you, you could charge the catcher, you know, and make the and try to make the play. So I fucking ran full speed into Craig Five Chandler, knocked his ass into the backstop. <laughs> oh. I knocked his ass from 1994 to 1987. He lost years when I was done with him. <laughs> I didn't get in trouble necessarily, but I was definitely told sit out the rest of the game. Oh and man! See every fucking buddy else in the gym class, like Jesus Christ, rat! Like I had murdered the kid. 
Pork Rage by Taylor never played the piano again. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Um, so between that and and yeah, this is totally like in my uh just ingrained in my in my brain. That's crazy. Um, yeah, hold on a second. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, I am going to share my screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful my, beautiful Skype back up again. Yeah, you got you're gonna have to pull Skype back up for this one, Mark Rattles. Okay, let me turn off my YouTube video. Here. Let me know when you can see. See, every time you put the word dodgeball in there, it just brings up the dodgeball movie. This is really annoying me. Right. The internet should work the way I need it to. Not, there's always a point where I'm sitting there thinking, is there somebody out there that had the same thought that I did that put this on the internet? And clearly the answer to your question is no, because Mm -hmm. nobody else remembers that dodgeball scene well enough (laughs) to be like, I've got to put this on the internet. Okay, so is there like a copy of this movie that we could just quick scan through? Because it's at the end. I know it's at the end. If I have the right movie, I know it's at the end of the movie. So is did you say there is an ending scene that you, it's, you it, could? Yeah, I can't. OK, I, just, just doing Google searches. I can't. find. I don't even know if I have the right movie. I'm thinking it's no big deal. All right. Well, uh, let's let's watch the trailer. OK, I'm, I, so bring up find Skype. I'm, I'm on Skype. I'm with you. OK, so you can see my screen. Yeah. All right. So should be able to hear my audio as well. OK, Here remember we when we were talking about a comic book, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> this is making its way into the podcast. OK, don't you worry about it. Here we go. No big deal. TV movie 1983 trailer. Starring Kevin Dillon. <laughs> There's a new student at Marshall Martin Junior High. But with his wild streak, he may never make the grade. First of all, nobody's going to Kevin Dillon stars as a teenage rebel looking for a new start with the same old habits. What you got to until one special friend never... covers the truth about his past <laughs> and sends him down the road for a new beginning. He never wrote a, a bike story about friendship, romance, and a kid who will never be just the boy next door. Things will be okay. Oh, 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 wow. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a second. Let me get back to the end of this. So when you look at that, what does... Yeah. Does that make you think that this was like the video to shop it out to the networks or some shit? Maybe. Like 80, 80 bucks? Yeah, 80 bucks for what ended up being a TV movie. Or they were wow. just selling the VHS tape. VHS tapes used to be expensive. They were expensive back in, I. this is the early 80s, but hot damn, $80? All right, now I got to find no big deal full movie. Oh, you're not going to find that. There's no way. <laughs> uh, Whoever. No big deal, no deal Amazon.com. Oh, oh, you got to what? Yeah, go ahead and purchase it. Let's watch it today. <laughs> oh, you can only get it on DVD for 30 bucks or for VHS tape for seventy five ninety nine. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to fucking No, it price. ain't. Are they I, selling that shit at I, the same price? They <laughs> <laughs> totally are. I will share my screen with you. Oh, my I gosh, will. I'll do it. it. Let me see. Yeah, it's a $30 DVD or a VHS tape. Who the fuck has a VHS player at this point? Oh, dude, they're. Very few what, far between. What non-hip, what non-hipster douchebag, I should say. Uh, I had to borrow one a while back to convert all my VHS tapes to digital mm-hmm. because I couldn't find one. And the first one I borrowed legitimately was probably from 1983. That thing was a piece of crap. <laughs> and then I borrowed a Sony that, I, I mean, luckily it still worked. But yeah, you can't find them anymore. You you really can't. And if you look online for brand new ones, they run like 250, 300 bucks. 
like that's some old school late 80s prices too yeah, i can't I'm believe on, it i'm back on imdb again he's tough he's streetwise he's the new kid at school <laughs> uh uh yeah because they got the schlockmeister review of this i'm <laughs> going to schlockmeister that is that is the other thing that pops up here on youtube is a schlockmeister review okay so i'm I looking uh, let me scan through here real quick because if that was a big part of this he's got a lot of clips from this movie in here so there might be a spot actually hold up Oh no, the rest of it is him fucking talking. They don't he doesn't show the there's no dodgeball scene as far as I could tell. Okay. Looks like he gets he gets arrested. I also remember the theme song from this movie, the no big deal theme song. What? It's entirely that? possible I'm making all this up. <laughs> like I like I'm misremembering something and it's screwed with my brain. All right, we can move on from this. Uh hold on. I want to, there is an answer out here. Hold on. How are you more, how are you more obsessed with this than I am? I just want to look. I just want to see because there's a dodgeball scene. Uh, base pole. <laughs> 1983. No, we won't put 1983 in there. Um, movie. No, uh, all right. Here's what I'm going to do. No big deal. 1983. And I'm going to do an image search. Oh, is this is this the, the actual no big deal theme? Well, let me hear it. I, what was it? I thought it was playing yes. during that trailer. No, it's oh, way okay. more. It's way more. It's, it's way more like um, not melancholy. What's the word I'm looking for? Yes! Big deal. TV movie. Yeah, this is the no big deal song. theme, baby. Where was that on YouTube? Yeah. Peter Thom, T H O M, no big deal, AOR soundtrack. Yes, no big deal. Okay, I am remembering at least this part of it, right? Please show him killing a kid with a dodgeball. Okay, yeah, it's, it's over the cat it's over the cast at the end. You hear it? I can't hear it. Alright, I'm gonna send it to you. Right, let me see this. Yes, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. It's no big deal, Jesse. Apparently, you know what I'm trying to tell you. Apparently, no it's big not. deal. All right, I'm putting it in the group chat because everybody has to know about this. Oh, oh, yeah. People, Pat Mullen's going to immediately chime in. Like, I love yeah, that Pat Mullen's going to demand to be on the podcast now. Oh, that's funny. All right, let me see this. It's no big deal. It's no big deal, Melissa. It's no big deal. Like I wish it was. Tell Phoenix that it's no big deal. I've come a long way back. I know. I've got a long. I'm turning over like we yeah. zoom in a little bit further. Like get in right get into his nose. <laughs> there it is! There it is, he said it! He said it! No I've learned a lot from my mistakes. And honestly, that's how they end up on it. That's how happens to say which so it's just about this kid who's uh, a ne'er-do-well. Is that right? Or does he actually get his path? Does he get put on the right path, Mark? Does I feel get- like the dodgeball seems right at the end, so it's like right after he kills a kid. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. It's no big deal. That kid's dead, and he's not getting up off the floor. Paramedics are dragging him out. It's no big deal. <laughs> He can't move his arms. <laughs> He'll never play the piano again. It's no big deal. I cannot re- believe that you remember this movie. I never even knew it existed. TV movies yeah. are, you know. It apparently really fucking, like, burned itself into my memory as a kid. It's 1983. I'm seven. There's like, okay, off the top of your head, you could probably mm-hmm. remember a few TV movies, but 
I mean, I, I've, I've heard of, like, wasn't there one called The Day After or something like that where... Maybe. I didn't watch that many of them as a kid. Okay. Well, there's some Probably that live this, off. Tell me why this one sticks out. <laughs> By Peter Thom, Hillsdale Music, 1984. Oh, if it's 1984, maybe we're putting it in the wrong year. I saw it was 1983. All right, no big deal, 1984. See, it's when I, when I, when I just put no big deal, it comes up. It auto comes up as 1983, IMDb. Okay, well then. Right here. Okay, no, because now, because the big deal TV series was 84 to 86. It's a whole different oh. thing. Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. Okay, so let me check one more thing, and then we're going to actually get back to closing out a discussion <laughs> on slots. <laughs> I'm heading. I'm gonna head over to Spotify and just see if yeah. Peter Thom has a profile or whatever. I might be the only person on Earth who remembers this fucking scene because like, I don't even see like an image of it. Like still, well, that just from one guy, music. that one dude, did a review maybe of I'm it, thinking, and I know it's maybe definitely I'm, that dude. Maybe I'm thinking of Bad Boys. I might have confused No Big Deal with Bad Boys. Hang on one second. Bad Boys, the no, why do I have not, Monty on the run? Not, <laughs> Monty, on okay, the hang on. I might have I, I might have confused two different movies. Bad boys, dodgeball. <laughs> My wife is commenting that we've spent forty five minutes on this. And it might be a giant waste of time. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. This needs to go to Reddit for some type of like internet sleuthing. In order for us to find, hey, my wife wants to know how you haven't murdered me yet. <laughs> you, you live too far away. Number one, <laughs> I live too far away. He says, and there were too many people around in Cleveland. So, <laughs> um, okay, so I might have been thinking of Bad Boys. Bad Boys TV movie? With, no, with Sean Penn. Sean Penn. Yeah. Dodgeball. I haven't. I this. I don't know this movie at all. Okay, hang on. Um. There's a 1983 compilation of scenes. <laughs> we made a whole song about this guy <laughs> potentially murdering this other dude, and it wasn't even that guy. I again, I might have confused. I might have fused no big deal with Bad Boys and confused two different movies. I, okay, I I'm looking at a compilation of scenes from Bad Boys. That seems awful. Uh, this fucking video is 20 minutes long. I gotta speed this up. Mick fights Viking and beats him bloody. I don't know if there is a dodgeball scene in Bad Boys. <laughs> Bad Boys, dodgeball, no big deal. Okay. Nope, it's not in this scene. It's not porn. It's Bad Boys. <laughs> 1983, Sean Penn. You look like porn. Dude, you just saw his ass. It's Sean Penn. And now he's got pants on. Are you good now? There's, I don't think there is a dodgeball scene in Bad Boy. My wife would like to tell all the people of your podcast listening uh, uh, audience that she likes a nice naked ass in the morning. Oh, well, I all wasn't right. expecting to have that revelation on all right. material. I remember in my youth a scene of a juvenile detention hall where they're playing dodgeball and some kid runs face first into a pole. It's either in No Big Deal or it's in Bad Boys. I don't know. If we don't have time to discuss it, we have two more books to talk about. Right, right, right. Folks, Move this on. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, Still. specifically if you're from <laughs> Socket, yeah, if you're specifically, uh, try and find the clip that we're talking about, or at least the movie, and confirm it for us, because we have no idea. We've spent quite a while trying to find this movie, and we know it's out there. 